You're listening to the Ministry Grow Show, brought to you by Reliant Creative, the creative agency for gospel-centered ministries. Find out more at ReliantCreative.org. Welcome to the Ministry Grow Show, a podcast dedicated to helping churches and ministries grow and make more effective impacts for the kingdom of God in an ever-changing digital world. Whether you're building and growing a gospel-centered ministry or leading a church, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other ministry leaders, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Ministry Growth Show. If you've been following along over the last couple of weeks, you'll know we are in the middle of a new series where we're sharing our thoughts on all things brand. If you're just joining us, be sure to go back and listen to the first three episodes in this series. Those episodes are going to be helpful in framing today's discussion on visual identity. Before I get started today, I want everybody to notice that we are four episodes into this series, and we're only now starting to discuss the visual identity of your ministry brand. When I say brand, how many of you think about your logo? When most people hear brand, that's the first thing and sometimes only thing that comes to mind. But if, we're, if we've learned anything from the previous three episodes, your brand is made up of so much more than your logo, colors, and fonts. Your brand is everything you do and say. It's your, to- it's your voice and your tone. It's your service and offering to the world. It's your strategy. It's the characters in your stories. It's your, it's your communication strategies and business models. Our website, social platforms, digital tools, and other marketing tools are places where our brands come to life. They are pieces to the puzzle that make up the brand. Your brands represent your beliefs. And as I talk about the word brand in this way, you can begin to see that your brand is so much more than your logo, fonts, and your colors. Today, we are going to cover the visual identity portion of your brand. But I wanted to preface the conversation with what I just shared before we dove in, because I think it's important to note that you cannot build a brand simply by creating a pretty logo. Your visual identity is the only is only the starting point. Your visual I- identity, uh, quote unquote, brands your ministry in the same way a brand is stamped on cattle. That's where we get the term. It's a way of creating visual recognition of everything you do as a ministry. Now, why do I think this is important? Remember, we're working in the ministry world. Aren't we all on the same team? There shouldn't be any competition and therefore any reason to differentiate ourselves as we're all working together for the sake of the gospel, right? In the business world, in the commercial world, it's obviously incredibly important to set ourselves apart. But why is it important within the context of ministry? In episode episode two, I talked at length about differentiating ourselves, not for the sake of competitive advantage, but rather for the sake of communicating shared beliefs with our audience. The reality is we all have different gifts, talents, and abilities, right? We all have different things that break our hearts. For example, I personally love investing in ministries that are, that are frontline 1040 window disciple-making ministries. That's where my heart is broken. I want to invest my time, talents, and resources to ministries who are disciple-making ministries on the front lines of the gospel. My wife, on the other hand, is a labor and delivery nurse. She has a passion for the unborn and therefore loves investing in ministries that are fighting for the unborn. I have a friend who has a heart that breaks for the American church. There's not one single ministry or church out there that focuses on serving all of those needs. That's the beauty of the body. Different body parts have different roles. One not more important than the other, but in order for the audiences to support our ministry brands, 
They need to know why we exist and what we believe. Our visual identities help us communicate those differentiators and ultimately those beliefs, but they are not an end in and of themselves. Rick Warren is now the president of, the fin- of Finishing the Task, a coalition of ministries partnering together to see the Great Commission completed by 2033. In a recent public address to the partners of the Finishing the Task Coalition, Rick Warren said, and this is paraphrased, but he said, we can all carry our own flags. We can all keep our own brands. We've all got our own unique ministries calling, ministry callings given to us by God. But there wasn't one country that independently won World War II. It was in partnership of the allies that we all won World War II together, all while car- carrying our own flags towards a common goal. There's nothing wrong with building the ministry you've been called to. We're all working towards the same goals, but we can absolutely build brand to guide people towards our beliefs and shared goals. Brand advocacy is the holy grail. Earlier in this episode, I touched on brand advocacy. I want to address brand advocacy specifically because it should be the end goal in all brand development. We've all heard the word of mouth advertising, right? We all know that word of mouth is the most effective way of growing any organization and building a donor base that is loyal. When we can get our target audience to speak highly of us on our behalf of their own free will, well, there's simply no better way to grow our organizations. Brand advocacy is the holy grail of business growth and longevity. In order to create brand advocacy, we must be consistent with all aspects of our brand. But consistency is not enough. At Reliant, we believe the best way to create brand advocacy is through education and story. When our target audience is educated, they have knowledge. And who doesn't want to share the knowledge they possess? Let's look at Tesla Motors, for example. Have you ever had a conversation with a Tesla owner? I have, and I was lucky to get out of the conversation after 30 minutes. Tesla owners can't wait to tell everyone they know about what they know, about their Tesla vehicle. Tesla's entire client base is educated, and they can't wait to share their knowledge with friends, family, and any stranger willing to listen. The good news is that the potential for creating brand advocacy is easier for ministries than it is for secular for-profit organizations. At least I think it should be. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Why is it we are more inclined to advocate for the features of a new car we just bought than for the ministries that we invest in and give towards? There's no way we have to speak. We have time to unpack all the things that are taking place there. But I believe that that is more that there is more brand advocacy advocacy potential, keyword potential in building brand around our ministries than the brand advocacy that even the most successful companies in the world have developed. That's because the causes our ministries are serving or fighting for have a lot more emotional weight than whether or not I purchase a new pair of shoes. Let's use a fictitious human trafficking rescue ministry, for example. If I'm investing in an organization that rescues women out of, women out of sex slavery, there's a good chance I might tell my friends and family in passing. But if that same ministry educates me on how vast and widespread the horrors of human trafficking are, if they include me in and share me share with me the smallest details of the ministry, if they share exactly where my investment in go- is going and how it makes a difference in the lives of countless women, if they engage me with inspirational and engaging stories of transformation that my investment is making, won't I be more inclined to tell that story to friends and family? 
Won't I be inclined to essentially sell on that ministry's behalf without being paid a dime? Let's look at a case study for a minute. You might have heard of this new series called The Chosen. The series has taken the Christian world by storm. In a matter of 16 episodes, they've reached 375 million people. I want to I want to know, are there any Christians out there who haven't either seen the series or had a friend ask them if they've seen the series? We all at the very least fall into that second category, right? Everyone is talking about the series. Why is that? I think there are a lot of reasons. First, and keep in mind before I make this statement that I'm incredibly harsh on Christian ministry or Christian media, but it's one of the few pieces of Christian media that it isn't absolute trash, right? Seriously, why is it taking the church so long to create a piece of media that holds its own in quality against the media produced by the world? And look what happens. The Christian church has been so desperate for quality media. It's like we've been wandering around in the proverbial desert of Christian media for generations. And then the chosen comes along and is a gigantic, refreshing pitcher of water. Second, and this is more in line with the brand discussion we're having today, but Dallas Jenkins has used digital brilliantly throughout the course of this series. He's invited the viewer to be a part of the journey by involving the viewer in the production process through crowdfunding, and he's given us all an incredibly detailed behind-the-scenes look at the production process. The viewer is given an opportunity to be part of the story both financially and experientially. How is that not a lesson in building brand for the rest of our ministries? Dallas Jenkins and the crew over at The Chosen are inspiring us with the greatest story ever told. They are inviting us to be a part of the journey of that story, and they are educating us along the way. It's important to note that Dallas Jenkins and his team read and followed Primal Branding by Patrick Hanlon before they started The Chosen Project. I referred to Patrick Hanlon in episode two of this series. Dallas and his team aren't just creating episodic series in the life of Christ, on the life of Christ. They're building a community with shared beliefs, and they're using their stories to carry and deliver their shared beliefs throughout that community, ultimately strengthening the community as a whole. If we can get our target audience excited about the work we are doing, if we can educate and inform them, And if we can inspire them by simply testifying of all that God has done to transform lives through our ministries, they will have knowledge and experience that they can't wait to share with their friends and family, with their networks. If you can get your target audience to advocate on your behalf, I promise you, your ministry will never be the same. And much of that starts with a consistent brand identity. All right, now that we've got some clarity on how we define and view a brand, we can discuss visual identity. When we break down a brand into its most simple form, all brands are comprised of words and visuals. Visual identity or brand identity is the creative and visual elements that make up your brand. It's your logo, your color palette, and the typography that are used to represent the brand. This is your audience's first visual representation and impression of your brand. When we create a visual identity, I'm going to always argue for simplicity. Think about the most recognizable brands, Target, Apple, Nike, Disney, McDonald's, Lego, Google, BMW, FedEx. These are some of the most recognizable brands in the world. And what do all of their logos have in common? They are all visually simple, clean, and easy to remember. 
Their logos are made up of simple, easily recognizable shapes, colors, and fonts. But possibly more important than all of that is the fact that all of these companies are consistent with the use of their brands. Consistency is so important when we talk about brand recognition. And I think this is the most common mistake I see in the ministry world. Without a consistent use of a brand, it will be difficult to... It be difficult to establish brand recognition with your audience. Creating brand recognition is vital because brand recognition leads to brand loyalty and brand loyalty fosters and builds towards brand advocacy. <clears throat> in order to create a brand, uh, in order to create brand recognition though, we must be consistent with our visual language. Take for example, Dignity Health. A couple of years ago, they went through a rebrand, and out of that process came a 122-page document detailing the rules that must be followed anytime someone wants to use their visual identity. This principle of consistency is important across the entire brand. We can't just be consistent with the visual brand identity. Consistency has to permeate the entire organization. The audience experience across the brand with every brand touchpoint with the cause that you fight for, the services you offer, the culture you develop for employees and staff, from your marketing and advertising all the way to your accounting department, the stronger the consistency, the stronger the brand. Sorry, I got on a little tangent. We were talking about visual identity. Your ministry's logo is your visual identity. The logo is the mark by which your target audience visually remembers you. Here's a few general rules that are good to follow when designing a clean, simple, easily recognizable logo. One, the logo should work well monochromatically. This means it must be just as strong viewed as a black, gray, or white version as it is in color. Two, the logo must be strong, flat. There may be three-dimensional elements to the logo, but the logo must work well in flat form. Three, the logo must be scalable. This simply means it must work well when viewed in any size. Four, the logo should be timeless. Now, to be fair, creating logos that are timeless is more of an agency rule for us than a hard and fast rule for every organization or company. There are some instances when following trends or designing something that has legacy, tradition, or nostalgic appeal might be called for. But to the best of our ability, we try to create logos that don't follow trends. Five, the logo should be relevant to and informed by the messaging components of your brand. There should be consistency not only in your use of the brand, but consistency across the visual and written components. And lastly, the logo should be aesthetically pleasing. Now, this is probably the most difficult rule to follow because opinions different different on what's aesthetically pleasing from one person to the next. This is another reason why it's important to understand who your target audience is, because you want to create a logo that is aesthetically pleasing for that audience, not for your leadership team. This rule has far less to do with your staff and critics' opinion and much more to do with your target audience's opinions. Now, Please don't think or hear me say that your logo is going to sway your target audience to support or give just because it's beautiful, simple, and easy to remember. I'm not saying that a great logo has ever been the reason someone purchased a product, service, or gave to a nonprofit. At the end of the day, people are only loyal to brands and only advocate for brands they support and love because of the experience they have with that brand. 
Brand experience is what causes someone to give. Brand experience encourages that supporter to come back again. Brand experience is why someone will give to your nonprofit on a monthly basis. Brand experience is why a supporter will tell her friends, family, and anyone willing to listen about your ministry. It is imperative that you create a brand experience for your supporters that is unlike any other experience they've had with other ministries. Your logo is important, but it's only a small piece to your overall brand experience. And this is why story is so important and why we try to incorporate story into every aspect of the brand development process. Stories help us create incredible brand experiences. Stories can help us engage with our audience at an incredibly deep emotional level. And the result the person has with your brand is ultimately a great experience because they've been emotionally engaged. A great brand experience should permeate everything you do and say. And your logo is the very first visual introduction to your supporter's experience with your brand. The visual elements of your brand can also create a great deal of trust, especially in younger audiences. If the visuals of your brand aren't well executed, or the experience your audience has with your brand on your website isn't strong, you'll especially have a hard time engaging with and building trust with younger audiences. The next element we're going to discuss is your color palette. Color is oftentimes oftentimes underrated um, in any brand development process. A lot of times we see colors chosen based on personal preference of the leadership team, but color can have a much more significant effect on consumer behavior if we put thought into the decision that's based on research. We know that colors have a psychological effect on people, and as ministries trying to grow and make the largest kingdom impact that we can, we believe that it's wise that you use color to your ministry's advantage in your brand development and marketing. There are whole fields of research that explore the psychology of color. We won't go into that today. Just know that there are plenty of resources on color theory. And a simple search for color theory or the psychology of color on Google will provide more information than you could ever consume. Today, I simply want to share the importance of color and the importance of choosing the right colors in your ministry brand development process. Now, your ministry will never be able to lay claim to any color or set of colors exclusively, but you can consistently associate your brand with a color or a set of colors. In fact, color is oftentimes the one thing that remains when companies and ministries grow through a rebrand. The logo mark and typography choices might change or update every two to five years, but oftentimes color associations with a particular brand are so entrenched in consumer minds that a change to color palette would be detrimental to the brand. Can you imagine Coca-Cola changing the color associated with that brand, red, to something like yellow or even a slight change in the color wheel to orange? That would harm the association people have with the Coca-Cola brand. There has to be consistency in your brand color choice and usage. If you'll recall, at the base level, brands are made up of words and visuals. Color is an incredibly important piece to the visual aspects of your brand. Our minds remember and associate things with color before they make associations with shapes. So creating an association to a color or a set of colors in your brand will play an important role in helping your supporters remember your brand. Let's look at a few examples of color associations in successful brands. UPS has a strong association with what? The color brown. The Livestrong brand and McDonald's have 
strong associations with the color yellow. When I say Facebook, the color that instantly comes to mind is blue, right? John Deere, Starbucks, and Spotify all have one common color association, green. Again, I'm not going to go into why these brands have chosen uh, to associate themselves with these colors from a psychological perspective. The important thing is that they all use the colors they've associated with themselves on a consistent basis. Now, let's be clear. Consumers or supporters do not purchase or donate because you have a great logo or because you've used the right colors. We stated this already. They will choose your ministry and they will keep choosing to invest in your ministry because of the experience they have with your brand. Consistency in our color usage will only allow you to create a brand experience for your target audience that is comfortable and recognizable. As humans, we tend not to like to not, not to like change. We enjoy comfort. We enjoy things that we recognize, know, and understand. A consistent use of color will help create a brand experience that is recognizable, comfortable, and easy to remember. Focus on creating a brand experience for your supporters and be consistent in your use of visual identity as a tool to that end. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ministry Grow Show. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other ministry directors and pastors or know someone who would be an incredible guest on the Ministry Grow Show, let us know. We love connecting with ministry executives and sharing their wisdom and insight with our audience. Just send us an email at info at reliantcreative.org. And lastly, if you need help telling your ministry story, we would love to share how we can help in that process. Check out Reliant Creative at reliantcreative.org. See you next time.